Hi, beautiful souls. Welcome to Soul Spoken. If the life of your dreams is only a vision in your head and you need connection and inspiration to start building your dream life, you are in the right place. I'm your host, Lainey, and you are listening to episode four. When it comes to decision making, are you a thinker or a feeler? I have a feeling. If you're listening to this, you tend to be a feeler. I feel like I attract feelers um, as my my gal pals. But like my partner, he's a total like logic robot brain guy. He's he's great. I love him. It's just so funny how different we are, and we really. It's funny how we compliment each other because I am a person who likes to follow my heart and he's the person who always to say who always says, "Hmm, let me let me think about this." And I'm just like, "Let me feel into this." And so, hey listeners, are you a thinker or feeler? That's what I'm going to talk about today and my experience being a feeler, but also trying to be like a thinker, rational-minded person. I I I often see that feeling is underrated. Like feeling being a feeling type of person is underrated. It, you're seen as like overly emotional. You're not right in your head. You're 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 being controlled by other things than rationality and logic. And I mean, I can see that a lot of the times if we're feeling really strong emotions, like if we're really, really, really angry or really upset or we feel like really down and out, we might not be in the right of mind. But I'm not really trying to think of, um, in, in this context, I'm not really not going into that kind of feeling, but really feeling feeling in a, in a different way on, on more of a day-to-day basis. Um, and I'll, I'll get more into that. So many feelers suppress their feelings to be more thinkers, logical, and rational. And I'm not saying that being logical is bad. I think it's okay to use your head for things. But here's the thing. It's not, don't use, don't overuse your head for things at the cost of blocking your heart. Please don't. Like, I feel like listening to your heart. I say I feel a lot because I'm a feeling person. So I will say I feel a lot. Um, Your heart can tell you so many things that you really need to know about yourself when it comes to making really big decisions in your life. Like, do I want to quit my job? Do I want to switch careers? Do I really want to be with this person? Or even like small decisions, like what do I want to eat for lunch today? I feel like it's a very useful skill to feel into yourself. This comes um, kind of let me let me start over. This comes about because like for years I used to lead with my thinking mind instead of my feeling heart. I was how would you say? I feel like I was really undercover with this. I was deep inside a feeler, but to the outside world, I wanted to be portrayed as a thinker and rational, logical-minded because I felt that those kind of people would be successful. People would see them as like really smart and trusted and they would get all the good jobs and all the good salaries. Like I tried, I tried that hat on. I mean, Long story short, it didn't make me happy. <laughs> and this is how my, my thinking mind worked. 
And so I always had to rationalize my actions. And this, I, I, I'll start my story as when I, when I was starting my life as an independent adult, you know, out of college, getting my first job. And so, you know, I made actions such as, okay, one of them was settling for a job instead of going for a job interview for something that I really wanted and always wanted since I was a kid which was to teach English abroad in Japan. It was an awful decision. And I was, I remember making my pros and cons list. So, okay, let me, let me kind of backtrack. So I graduated from college and this was in 2009 and the job market sucked and it took me a long time to find a job. So when I finally found the job, I was like, okay, cool. Uh, it was an admin job at an ad agency and before I applied or before I got that interview to that job and got it and all that good stuff, I was actually also applying for a job in Japan through the JET program. And I, I didn't really have good self-esteem and I thought I was going to be declined or like, um, not accepted into the program. So, and, and that, that was a really stupid assumption because I hadn't even gone to the interview. I didn't give myself credit that I was even awarded an interview because there are a lot of people who apply to that program who don't even get to the interview stage. I, I denied myself that chance because I thought, well, teaching abroad is not like a long-term thing. I should start my career now and admin work is the way to go. And thinking that admin office job was the way to go was really me listening to society, me thinking, yes, just me thinking, <laughs> me thinking, rationalizing, ah, yes, you need to get the money. You must have good experience. You must start building your experience. You must start building your network and have people on LinkedIn and have skills and blah, blah, blah. Um, so, I mean, honestly, I would say those are kind of, that's one of my regrets in life because uh, years later, I did go into the JET program. I'll talk about that a little later. Um, another uh, action I did when I was starting my life as an independent adult was staying in jobs that made me feel miserable, even though I was very depressed and really, really needed to take care of myself. Man, that sucks. That sucked so much for me because it was absolute torture. I knew I needed to leave jobs. I was sad going into work all the time and I really needed self-care and I denied myself that for years. Actually, one time I got laid off and even though it was an opportunity for me to collect unemployment and really focus on myself, I was panicked. I was paranoid. I was like, oh my God, my life is going to fall apart and I'm not going to have money. I'm going to end up homeless. I, like, I just went to extremes and I like quickly applied for a job and got a job pretty quickly. I, I could have sat on that for a while, but I didn't. And I just went into working 40 hours a week, actually a little bit more than 40 hours a week. And I was just tired all the time. I wasn't happy. I also would go into work sick even though I needed to lay the fuck down. And if you listen to my last podcast, you know that's a no-no. If you are sick and you have other obligations, say no to those obligations and lay the fuck down. Like, heck, when I was in my like rational mind, like I'm all that in a bag of potato chips, I was just like trying to do things even though... When my body and my mind was just like, you know, it'd be really good for you 
if you would just rest. I denied myself that. That's a no-no, guys. Also, I would often say yes to get people's approval, even though I wanted to say no. I would say like yes to parties that I didn't want to go to. I would say yes to favors that my family would request of me, even though it didn't feel right. I would just say yes to things that just didn't really align with me. And that was because I thought if I said yes to people, then if people liked me, then I would have more opportunities. People would be more open to me. But what was happening is that I was really denying myself. Saying yes to others was saying no to myself. And like, that's not being self-kind. That's not having self-care. That's not really respecting myself. So I don't do that anymore. And then I also used to stay silent during situations to not cause commotion when I really, really wanted to scream. I used to always be the person, if I'm in a situation, I wouldn't really speak up. That's not me anymore. I will start a riot. I will, I will say something because I'm a little bit crazy, like in a good way. <laughs> um, I guess an example is that when I was working uh, in a job and something bad was happening, <laughs> I, don't, I wonder if I should even mention this. Oh, fuck it. I'll just mention it. So in my job, my supervisor used to, and, and the higher-ups used to complain about how I dressed, which was really stupid because we didn't have a dress code. I never dressed inappropriately. I dressed fine. All my coworkers confirmed that I dressed fine, and I excelled at my job. I was a damn good office coordinator, accounts payable helper, whatever the fuck I was. I was doing a lot of admin things, and I was super productive, and I got things done fast and I was such a quick learner I was on top of things but they had a problem with the way I looked or something like I once was called to the back um or like I was once called to my supervisor's office and she handed me a comb and hair ties and said well um you're not your hair is not looking too good so I i you know you should probably go into the bathroom and comb it like this was a closed door conversation I think she also knew that this conversation could stir up some shit but if you if if, if a someone came up to me who was like a higher up she closed the door and told me that today I would cause a ruckus I'd be like excuse me and let me tell you like yes my hair is a little bit frizzy but this is my natural freaking hair like, look at my pictures, like, on my website or whatever. Like, that's just how my hair is. I don't think it's that bad or that crazy. I think they were tripping. And there's some other shady things that happen at that job. And I'm glad that I didn't have to work with that particular person for very long. But it was very hurtful. And it wasn't right. But my rational, logical thinking mind, um, which was not good because it's really not rational to rationalize something like that. But... It was thinking, I really need this job. I need to stay here, so I should probably up up my appearance game, which is really ridiculous. I was I, I looked fine, and I'm not exaggerating because my coworkers were just like, this is ridiculous. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I don't want to stay silent when I really want to scream and be like, nah, that's that's not how it should go down. So trying to be a person who led with the thinking mind was not happy. I just was not happy because deep inside, I'm such a heart person. I'm a feeler. 
I'm a lover, not a fighter. Although I will fight you if you do something that's not nice and you're unjust, unjust. I will fight injustices. How about that? Um, so yeah, this 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 was very prominent in my life for ten years. Ten years down the road of adulting. Um, and then I started to develop more of an open heart. It, it started little by little and it leads, it led to the person I am now. But this growth of going from someone who tried to lead with like the thinking head, logical, following people's expectations to get ahead in life. Oh man, it was not, it wasn't easy. Like I tell you, it hurt a lot. And people started to see me differently, thinking that I changed in a negative way or that I was selfish. And if you're a person making that transition, you're going to have to say no to people. Uh, But that also means you're saying yes to yourself. They might see you as selfish, but really when you think about it, who are you going to live with the most in your life? Like, it's not guaranteed that you're going to live with your partner forever, your family members forever, but you will live with for yourself uh, with uh, you will live with yourself for the rest of your life so you might as well be chill with yourself and just really feel into yourself and like some some examples of me opening my heart and really feeling into myself um, like in my first long distance relationship uh, my partner had to work in another state we're both from California and he expected me to move move in with him Uh, but I felt like I had strong connection to home and like the people here and and the job. And so I decided to stay. And also I felt like that relationship wasn't working out. So I think that's part of the reason why I stayed. And so by listening to myself, I made him upset, but I'm so grateful that I stayed in California. And then another relationship I had Um, Our relationship wasn't bad, but I always had this urge to travel. I had so much wanderlust, and actually since I was a kid, I loved Japan. Like, uh, yeah, I was a Japanophile. Like, I I mean, I grew up as like an anime otaku nerd. I'm not that way anymore. Like, I, I don't even know what anime is out there, TBH, but like, I was always drawn to Japan, and... Um, although I was in a relationship and he wouldn't come to Japan with me or that wasn't even, even an option. I, I went to Japan. I didn't know anybody. I, I had never traveled abroad before, but I moved there all by myself into this new job. It wasn't even like a big city like Tokyo or Kyoto or Osaka or whatever. It was like, I wouldn't say it was in the boonies, but it's not like something that all my friends knew about. And uh, it was difficult, but it was the most, it was the, it was one of the most growing times of my life. There was a lot of ups and downs, but I don't regret moving to Japan by myself and taking a break from a relationship. And I, I learned so much about myself through that experience. And that's because I said yes to myself at that point. I, I felt into my body and felt that I really needed to do that for myself. And let's see, Um, I also (laughs) felt into my body to make a decision to leave a job with no backup plan instead of playing it safe like a lot of people do. And that totally makes sense. But instead of playing it safe, I I left my job 
you know, I, I could continue to work and get those benefits and, and collect that paycheck. But I, I had decided to leave because I was like, you know what? I put off my self-care that I really needed enough. This, this is too much. I can't handle being unhappy anymore. I couldn't handle my depression that I was feeling and not wanting to wake up in the morning. Like it, it was really awful. And so the pain to stay in the same place was greater than the fear of the unknown. And so by feeling into that, um, I think I had the answer that I really needed for myself. And it's, it's really hard. Once you start to become a feeling, a feeling person that says yes to yourself, man, it's, 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 it's hard because people are going to start seeing you as selfish. But, I mean, like I said, you're going to live with yourself for the rest of your life. It's not guaranteed whether the people who are close to you are going to be there with you like even like next year or whatever. Um, in pleasing others, I was definitely turning my back on myself and in trying to do what I thought was the thing to do, I was miserable. And if you're like in a similar mindset or like a, a similar situation as I was in, you know, practice feeling into yourself. So this is what happened for me when I began to start tuning in to what I needed to be at my optimum, um, awaken self, so to speak, you know, it, it, this, this really woke up in me something that had been getting buried over and over again for years, because all those times that I was like working and following what society told me to do, following what I thought was logical and rational, trying to build that life where, okay, if I get a nine to five office job, then I can save up, I can have a retirement plan and then I could pay off my car and I can save up money for a down payment on a house. And then when I reach a certain age, I can retire and have this money and blah, blah, blah. And it's always saving for later, saving for later and sacrificing your happy, your current happiness for some happiness in the future that may not exist and that future is not guaranteed. Man, that sucks. So I, there's so many benefits for actually tuning into yourself. Yes, there's pain, but when I started to, to tune into myself, there, there are a lot of good things that came out of it. So yeah, let's talk about the good things that came out of um, being a feeler and being a lover, not a fighter. So feeling, um, I became so much more creative. I was a creative person when I was a kid. I used to draw all the time. I used to act and sing and like put on performances and all that good stuff. I used to write. My, my dream when I was a kid was, was to be a story writer. Because I was an anime otaku nerd, I really wanted to make my own anime movie someday or plotline for an RPG, a JRPG, <laughs> so a Japanese role-playing game thing for those of you who don't play video games. Um, <laughs> and oh, I also wanted to sing. I, I also learned how to sing Japanese songs, even though I didn't speak Japanese at the time. And yeah. And, and so I was able to like tune into really doing things that were creative and fun and musical and artistic. When I was trying to think all the time, that part of me was blocked because, uh, because my quote unquote logical side would say, well, that's not going to get you anywhere in life. That's not going to make you money. Put that shit away. It's just really tragic. 
um, now I am, you know, I'm doing things like making this podcast. This is for me a, a fun, creative outlet. I get to use my voice. I get to be me. I just get to talk about what feels right to me. Cause I'm a feeler. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's, it's so much better really tuning into that creative side of myself. Also, I've gotten clarity on my, my sense of passion, my sense of purpose and my mission in life. Giving myself space to feel into my body helped me realize what I am here in this lifetime to do. And what I feel I'm in this life to do is not to work a nine to five, working for someone else's dream that sucks up things and blah, 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 corporations, evil things, yada, yada, yada. You get my drift if you're here. Um, I... I know that I want to help people. I want to help people get out of that, out of that mindset that I was in. Cause I used to think that that was success. And now that I'm a feeler person more than a logic person, I mean, I have a little bit of both, but I know that it's important to do what feels right in your heart to, to know that, that there are other ways of being successful and that you can define your own success. And I wouldn't have figured that out had I not given my time, myself time for that self-care, for, for a chance to really reevaluate my life and what I really want for it, um, want for my life. I've also um, strengthened my sense of empathy because now <clears throat> I'm more mindful of how people feel. So this is, this is different from being, what do you call that? Like sympathetic. I used to like feel like sorry for others, but now, now that I I've opened my heart more, I'm more mindful of how people feel without trying to change it and really holding space and being present with them. Does that make sense? I think it's, it's a feeling thing for me because I feel like when you're a rational, like thinking mind, instead of being em- empathic, you're like, let's solve this. What's going on? How can we help solve your problem? But oftentimes we don't need our problem solved right away. We just need the space to be, the space to feel. There it goes again. I mean, think of a problem you have. Like, let's just say a lot of us go through, let's say, relationship problems. I mean, yeah, when we have a relationship issue, we would eventually like to have that problem solved at some point. But when we're talking to our gal pals or someone we can really confide in about our our relationship issues, we just really want to be heard. We want to feel like we're not alone, that we have a safe space to really feel our emotions and that is so healthy and through feeling you can get the clarity that you need your friend don't have to tell you advice or nothing you have all the answers within you and that's the beautiful part about being a feeler because you can uncover the answers that are within you and that's absolutely beautiful I also have become more in tune with my spiritual side and I feel more connected with my intuition and following it and listening to it as opposed to always filing it away. I used to always have gut feelings or something like that. And I'd be like, well, that's stupid. I should listen to my brain. But I mean, like I said before, it really wasn't making me happy. I also, um, you know, felt in, into nature. I feel like this more... I feel more in in tune 
with nature. I think I mentioned before about like in my last podcast about how being being aligned with with the seasons and knowing the rise and fall and knowing that you can, you know, you can let your leaves fall and then you'll bloom again. Uh, I think for me, that's a, a part of my spirituality to be aligned with that and in being in tune with with the self instead of what society deems wrong or right. You can really feel into yourself and feel for yourself, not what others might think of what is what is wrong or right. <sighs> so yeah, I feel like that that was a lot. And I know a lot of this was about me and my story, but I, I feel like this is really something that I wish I heard during my my journey of trying to figure out what the heck to do with my life because part of what a block was for me was that I was trying to listen too much, too much into what um, society expected of me, what society told me what was rational or logical. And so I would encourage you to be open about making decisions in your life based on how you feel. And so when you, when you feel into that, you, you give it space. Um, when you give it space, you let it have more say. You let, you let it speak and you do not silence it. You let it play on the same field as the thinking, logic, rational, society, blah, blah, blah mind. I hope that makes sense. So now you might be asking yourself, all right, this sounds all fine and dandy and gravy, but how the hell am I supposed to feel? Like, ah, I mean, like I said, I think I, I think now, now I'm just so mindful about when I say, I think I feel, but this is just our language, the English language, English language over here. But you may be asking yourselves, how do I get in tune into, to feeling more than thinking when it comes to making decisions. Uh, you may have heard this a lot, but I just thought it would be very, it's just, it's, it's something I should mention, is that practice meditation regularly. I, I see that meditation is something that has been more prevalent uh, the past few years more than ever. I don't remember hearing about meditation when I was a kid. I feel like it's so much, for lack of a better word, like it's louder in society. A lot of people talk about meditation and it's because we need to tune, tune out the things that don't really serve us and really tune into ourselves. And when you practice meditation regularly, this helps you be comfortable with yourself. I know that's, I've heard from others that meditation makes them feel unproductive because they're thinking about a million other things they should be doing. But that's, I, I feel like that's an injustice to think of yourself as not productive during meditation because meditation is such a beautiful opportunity to get to know yourself, to be aware of yourself and to not judge yourself. And that in itself is a practice. You don't sit down and have meditation perfect the first time. You do it over and over again. This is time with yourself to get to know with yourself, to be with yourself. And the more you practice, the more you can get in tune with things, with 
with your heart where energy might feel like in your body. Yes, I sound a little bit woo-woo when I say that, but it's it's so true. Like think about something that really moves you or something that you might be anxious about. Just something that that's really strong in your life, that's prevalent in in your in your life right now. And and if you were to close your eyes, you can feel it in your body. Like for me, when I feel anxious about something, it's like in my upper chest. Like I feel it. It's like this dark energy. But when I breathe into it, it it makes it dissipates like a smoke that just like disintegrates and just like disappears in the air. So yeah, I would encourage you to practice meditation regularly. And there are so many meditations that are available online. Find a guided meditation that works for you. I would, I would say that that's a good way to start out. I personally started my meditation practice through a Buddhist monastery where we had to have like our back straight and it was like really quiet and we did really intense meditation. Like my first meditation was 30 minutes. Like that's a really long time for a first time meditation. I was quite impressed with myself, but (laughs) that doesn't mean you have to start at 30 minutes. You can start with even something small, like 30 seconds in the morning, then make it one minute, then two minutes. I recommend the app Headspace. It's a great way to really learn about what the benefits of meditation and the guy who narrates the meditations has a really soothing voice and there are different time spans that you can select that you want to meditate for and you get little rewards. So it feels really good to do that. So yeah. Um, And... Another way you can open yourself to the feeling part of yourself is um, when you're contemplating something. So this is a form of meditation too, but I thought I would distinguish it a little bit. So when you're contemplating something, close your eyes and then do some deep breathing. So actually, I'm going to challenge you to do that right now while you're listening to this podcast. You might be on your commute. You might be taking a walk. You might be doing the dishes or something. Um, But yeah, so think of something that's prevalent in your life right now that you're kind of contemplating, you're not sure what to make a decision about. Do you want to stay at your job? Do you want to go to that party your partner invited you to? Do you want to, I don't know, do you want to go to Denny's for dinner? It could even be the smallest things. (laughs) Um, So, all right, so first sit still. If you're sitting on a chair, just have your hands on your lap and your feet on the floor. If you're standing, just stand still as you are. And just breathe. Just take some, a few deep breaths. Again. And what breathing helps you do is helps you settle into your body. Breathing helps remind you that you have this body that is your vessel. And it tells you everything that you need to know. So think think about what you need to make a decision on. 
or think about something that's been bothering you. And it helps to do a body scan. If you can't feel it right away, what I do is to sort of breathe into every part of your body. So you can first breathe into the top of your head. So when I say breathe into the top of your head, that means be aware of your head and breathe. And then do that for the rest of your body. So breathe into your eyes. your ears, we're going to do a little bit of an expedited thing because I realize this takes a little bit longer and it doesn't always have to take this long. So we're just going to breathe into our neck, breathe into your upper chest, breathe into your arms, breathe into your back. Breathe into your sit bones and your thighs. Breathe into your shins and your calves. And then breathe into your feet. And as you did that, did you notice any energy in your body? It might be in your shoulders. It might be in your neck. It might be in your tummy. It's a little bit different for everyone. But that's one way that you can practice your meditation. And I, I guess it depends on where you're starting this. Yes, I spontaneously broke out into meditation in the middle of a podcast. But um, hopefully that gives you an idea of how to be mindful of your body and just really feel into yourself. And that's what I mean about like feeling. Um, feeling into yourself is just like, hmm, Okay, like, so let's think of a, like an everyday decision. Like, what should I have for lunch? <laughs> I honestly do this in, when I'm at work and I'm like, what should I have for lunch? And I'm just like, I do a little check-in with myself and I'm like, how do I feel about Chinese food? How do I feel about tacos? I know that sounds really silly, but I tell you, if you're an indecisive person and you need assistance, that really helps. And you're just like, Lainey, you're being a little bit crazy on me now. No, I'm being honest and I'm being soul-spoken. Paracha. Um, yeah. So next time you have a decision to make, you're going through something big or small, try feeling in and see what happens. And this practice, you know, it's not a matter of getting this practice to be perfect. But at practice is the word practice for a reason. You do it over and over again and you learn something new uh, and different each time. And as you do this, you're going to get better at recognizing what works for you. You're going to get better at recognizing what aligns more with you. So <laughs> I hope this made sense. I know it might be a little bit out there for some of you. But it doesn't hurt to really try this method if you're a feeler and feeling resonates with you and you want to try and balance more feeling into your life. Again, I'm not saying that you should throw away being rational and being logical. And yes, sometimes the outside world can tell you good advice. Uh, but it's really about finding that balance. And with my words here, I just really want to encourage you listeners out there my tribe that... 
um, to start practicing something that perhaps isn't so appreciated in the outside world because it can definitely serve you. And it's, it's helped me in so many ways. It's helped me get to where I am. It's helped me to make a decision about pursuing life coaching and in creating this podcast, in establishing connections with people who are in my spiritual tribe, my lightworker tribe, my personal development tribe. And I've met so many incredible people through being true to myself and feeling into myself. And as I mentioned before, yes, there'll be people who will be like, oh, you're being selfish and being this and that in response to the shift that you may have. But then you will also make room for people who are all about that energy that you're putting, you're, you're giving off, that positive energy that you're giving off, that you are honest with yourself. And when you are honest with yourself, you could be honest with others and, I, and people will appreciate that about you. And so, yeah, I hope that's a positive takeaway for you all. And I will just end this episode right here. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you got something out of this. Again, if you have any recommendations for uh, things I can talk about on this podcast, I absolutely welcome it. Just hit me up on my Instagram at Lainey by Heart. And you can also find me on my website, uh, com. And I will see you next time. Take care. Bye.